This is Jude Knoll, and you're listening to the Norse Up Podcast, a production for NKU by NKU, highlighting the expertise of our university's faculty and staff. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Clayton Castle. Today, we're sitting down with Dr. Eileen Shanahan, chair of our Department of Teacher Preparation and Educational Studies, to discuss the Option 9 Pathway, a new expedited route to teaching certification that allows participants to get their bachelor's degree and teaching certificate in three years. Dr. Shanahan has been a part of NKU's College of Education since 2021, where she is also an associate professor of literacy education. Dr. Shanahan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Could you tell us what option nine is exactly and why it was introduced in the state of Kentucky? Yes. So option nine started in in the summer of, in terms of the state of Kentucky, it started in the summer of 22, um, end of spring. Um, and it was an initiative um, brought on by Kentucky legislation to, to provide a um, a ninth option for teacher certification, alternative teacher certification um, in, in the state, um, really grounded in, in in the need to address the teaching shortage in Kentucky. Um, so there's there's um, there's the traditional path or path rather towards becoming a teacher, um, you know, a typical four-year degree, bachelor's degree um, that leads to teacher certification. And then there's also now nine um, other other ways um, that that you might become a teacher. And so um, it, there's, uh, for example, one of them is related to um, to giving experience for, for those um, in the armed forces, for veterans, um, things like this. And then this option nine is, is specifically geared for paraeducators. Um, so it, it's still a bachelor's degree in the end. It's 120 credit hours. It's it's in um, many ways no different than than a traditional um, path to a bachelor's degree. Um, but this 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 regulation allows paraeducators. It requires an agreement with with a, a district, um, and it allows paraeducators to keep their jobs as paraeducators, also called instructional aides or teacher aides, um, coined a little bit differently depending on the district. Um, but it allows them to keep their jobs and also go to school full time. So so these individuals they're they're carrying a huge weight. Um, but in typical um, teacher preparation programs, uh, at the end, the final semester of of a typical um, teacher preparation program is student teaching. It's the culminating experience and and it's Monday through Friday, you know, the, for the full school day. And so our students they cannot they can't have a full-time job during that. They they um, and they would ultimately have to quit their jobs, even if there was, you know, if the, the paraeducators um, would, before this regulation, have found a way, you know, to complete all of their schoolwork, no matter what, in that final semester, they would have had to quit their jobs to do student teaching. And so this regulation allows them, through that partnership with the district, the district is essentially agreeing to to keep them employed um, for their student teaching experience um, so that they can they can complete this all the way through. And who would the ideal candidate be for this program? The so the ideal candidate you you've got to be a current paraeducator uh, in in a school. Um, and so 
So we have candidates in the program who are, some of whom have been working as a paraeducator for a year or two, a few years. Um, some of them have more experience in the classroom than I do. They've been working for, for 20 plus years as, as, um, in education, as paraeducators or, or some other role. Um, but they're people who are dedicated to the field without a doubt. Um, they, they know what they're getting themselves into and they still want to do it, which is amazing, right? Um, you know, they don't have this sort of romanticized notion of what teaching is uh, because, because they deal with the realities of it every day. They often dealing with um, some of the toughest students. You know, they're, they're struggling the most um, behaviorally or academically or whatever it may be. Um, so... So it's those individuals who, who go to work every day as paraeducators and still leave wanting to do this. <laughs> this is something that a paraeducator is interested in. What steps can they take towards participating in the Option 9 pathway? Sure. So when we first started, we weren't really sure if there was going to be any interest or need beyond this one, <laughs> beyond cohort one. Um and we're finding out that there is, which is great. Um, so right now we're, we're planning on uh, summer starts. Uh, we really like the, the cohort model. We think that students benefit from, from having a group of people uh, where they, you know, in similar experiences uh, to support each other through this. Um, of, the, of the 18 students in the first cohort, uh, 16 of them are parents. Um, so they're balancing a whole lot. Like I said, they've got full-time jobs, they're full-time students, and and they have families uh, at home as well. So so we don't want them to go through this alone um, in any regard. They've got a district-based mentor. They have they have um, one of our, our faculty members is is a, a, the coordinator for the program. We also have um, a lead advisor who you know works with this just this cohort, um, well amongst her other load, but but with. Um, she is the advisor for all the students in this program to really understand their unique needs um, because they really are different than than any other um, student. Before we let you go, is there anything else of interest going on in the Department of Teacher Preparation? Oh, gosh, of course. <laughs> um, we have a lot of really, really, really amazing work going on. Um, I think sometimes... Uh, there is there is a teaching shortage in Kentucky, and I think a lot of the time um, work like this uh, is highlighted, and 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 it's it's which is great. This is innovative innovative stuff that we're doing. Um, one of the reasons being um, is that it is working to address the teaching shortage in Kentucky. Um, but we're doing we're doing a lot of other really innovative stuff that um, that that probably doesn't always get the the spotlight um, because because uh, it doesn't always fit a great news story about about how we're <laughs> filling the teaching shortages and some of that. Um, you know, I guess one of our other um, really big, well, I'm going to say two things. Uh, one is that just this fall, we did uh, launch our, our um, new uh, American Sign Language and Deaf Studies minor, which has been really, really popular um, amongst students already. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. Um, I would say another really exciting thing that that we do in the College of Education that um, that 
quite honestly, not of other, a lot of other universities do, um, is we have something called embedded programs. And, and in these embedded programs, um, it, it's kind of like a lab experience, uh, experience, if you will, for, for our students, um, where they are, they're going out to schools where we actually have, we've got, again, a partnership um, with a number of different schools in the region where our students are going to those classrooms. Um, and we have an NKU classroom. So they're walking along in such and such elementary school. And, and there's a first grade and a second grade and a first grade and a third grade. And then there's the NKU classroom and it's all black and gold and there's class pads and class plants. And um, that's where our extremely dedicated faculty um, do a lot of their teaching. Um, and so, so our students go there for class so that they can learn, uh, you know, ideas about classroom management, for example, or classroom assessment. Uh, and then they walk out of that classroom and uh, the professor says, okay, now go try that out or go observe that and then come back in a half an hour and we're going to debrief and reflect on that. Um, and we have those embedded programs, those partnerships um, with schools in our in our special education program, our elementary, our middle, um, and, and we're developing one in the secondary education program as well. So um, we're really the only the university in the state to do something quite like that, which we're proud of. Um, and not to put you on the spot, but I know another initiative that the, at least the College of Education is, I don't know if it's specifically your department, uh, you all put on a diverse educator job fair, usually in the spring, I believe it is. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the importance of having diversity in the field of education? Yeah, sure. Yes, we've done that the past two springs and, and hope to continue with it as well. Um, it's really important for students, K-12 students, that is, uh, to have a teacher or a teachers at some point in their, in their learning student lives, right, um, to have teachers that look like them and to have teachers with backgrounds and experiences like them. Um, and, and the teaching, the teaching field, the teaching profession is primarily white, female, often working middle-class, um, individuals. It just is. Um, and so we are committed to, to, um, to doing better in, in that area. And so we've got a lot of initiatives, some grant work um, aimed at recruiting um, more diverse students into the teaching profession. And then, yes, culminating with uh, a job fair for diverse educators. Um, so in the past, we've had, we've had um, discussion forums related to where we, you know, have um, different teachers of color in the region, teachers, administrators of color, um, talk about their experiences, what it's like to be the only black faculty member in, in their high school, for example, um, or, or teaching as, as a teacher of color in a predominantly white school district and what's that, what that's like. So to really prepare our students um, from diverse backgrounds for the realities of that experience, while also, again, working to to support them, to show that we're hearing that conversation and, and we are um, committing to understanding those, those experiences. Um, and for our districts as well, we've got districts who come and, and who are there ready to, to interview and hire because they also, they, they also know the value of having um, a diverse teaching faculty in their buildings. Well, it sounds like there are, is a lot going on in the College of Education. Uh, Dr. Eileen Shanahan, thank you for coming on the Northside Podcast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
This has been a blast. This has been Dr. Eileen Shanahan from the Department of Teacher Preparation in the NKU College of Education. This has been another episode of the North Sub Podcast. As always, you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or, or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not on there, let us know and we'll get on there. Be sure to like the podcast and on the main NKU social media accounts at NKUEDU and Northern Kentucky University on Facebook at NKUEDU on X, not Twitter, X. Um, and I believe we are on Instagram as well and TikTok. So make sure to follow us there. We'll be back next week with an awesome new guest. Until then, Norse up. Norse up.